It's time for 41 is the Mike, a weekly Chiefs podcast with Nick Jacobs of KSHB 41 and Matt Derrick of Chiefs Digest. 41 is the Mike starts now. Welcome to another victory edition of 41 is the Mike. I am Matt Derrick alongside formal wear enthusiast Nick Jacobs. Nick, it's the post. It is officially the postseason, so you are breaking out the official formal wear. Yeah, yeah. You got to bring out the formal wear when things get real. So that's what I'm doing right now with my tuxedo T-shirt. We're we're getting formal, but we're also here to have fun. You know, I well, I mean, you could say party because I mean, you know, you don't know what type of party it's going to be. Could be, a, you know, could be a could be a happy one. Could be a going away party for the season. You hope it's not, but you don't know. But either way, you want to dress prim and proper for the event. So that's what I decided to do for Wild Card Weekend. We've got a we've got a short week, so I mean, we got to we got to deal with things quickly because we 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 have to move on from Chiefs Chargers pretty fast because Saturday and the Dolphins is going to be here before you know it. I moved on from the Chargers game uh, about a series or two into it. <laughs> that's that's where I was today. <laughs> I, uh, I get more I th- excited for preseason games than I did for the Chiefs Chargers game today. And that's See, very I mean, rare for me. I you know, there's some 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 season finales that are meaningless. I do just kind of, you know, just go go in one ear and out the other. But this one I actually enjoyed. I mean, even though it was a snooze fest, and I've probably seen some puppy bowls with that were more intense than this game. Um, but you got to see a lot of the the, the Chiefs youngsters. You got to see uh some some young linebackers. Cam Jones was all over the place. So I was pretty impressed by that since we hadn't really got to see a lot of Cam Jones, but he looked good. Um, you know, the certainly it was it was not much of an offensive slugfest. Blaine Gabbert had a, a really nice drive at the end to to get the Chiefs in the field goal range for the game winner. Um, didn't see many, much of the Chiefs starting receivers. This was mostly a Justin Ross, Richie James, a little Justin Watson. I mean. I which, what was your kind of takeaway from all this, Nick? I mean, we didn't get to see a lot of the, the big names. Yeah, um, I, I will do a little bit of analysis on there, but what I'll say is with Blaine Gabbert, Blaine Gabbert was you could tell he hadn't been in a game situation since August. Like he was, he was really rusty. He was high and wide on throws, very inaccurate. What he looked like on the on the field was what I saw up at camp at times, and like you know, and, and I'm not knocking him on it because that's to be expected with how you know with how often he hasn't been in a game situation this season. So, but man, it was funny watching him watching him take off the scramble there in the fourth quarter a couple of times, and like he's just he's just huffing and puffing after that second one. He's like, man, I haven't had to run like this in practice. Oh man, this is a, this is a lot more cardio than I was expecting. So. Yeah, no, I mean, that was interesting. It just, you know, it was kind of a reality check in some regards that like, hey, you know, not this is what it looks like when a quarterback doesn't get to play every single week. So and it also made sure you had no doubt that there is no quarterback controversy in Kansas City. (laughs) You're not going to have to worry about it. Mahomes has had a certain level of play that we've just come to expect at the quarterback spot. And you saw the drop off from it. So there was that. I was happy McCole Harmon got as many reps as he did, got as many throws as he did, even if they weren't the the most efficient or best throws. 
and like the situational awareness on that one play where he stepped out of bounds and then caught the pass and everything and hadn't kind of reset himself back in and everything. I'm glad he went through those this week instead of when each play mattered and it was going to be a problem. Uh, Justin Ross had one, one of those catches. He had was an outstanding catch, just really, really impressive. And then, you know, he, had some other ones that weren't in the vicinity of his catch radius and the one on him. Um, so there's that part of it. But uh, the biggest thing I love more than anything else was how they rotated the offensive linemen around and had series where they played different spots. So you saw Creed Humphrey at guard. So Joe Tooney at tackle at one point, you know, you had Nick Allegretti at center. Then I can't remember if he went to guard and then he had Caliendo in some spots and like they just rotated in Lucas Niang getting playing time. That's what I wanted to see from the offensive line because in a moment's notice during this playoff run, they may need somebody to go into any specific spot or somebody to move over. So those snaps are the thing that made me the happiest about what the Chiefs did today. But I will also say, seeing what I did from a lot of the guys who aren't the starters on the team, uh, especially on offense, the Chiefs got a lot of work in the offseason depth-wise. Yeah, I mean, some of the the work on the offensive lines and rotation wasn't exactly necessarily by design. Um, you know, when they lose one, I'm going to pretend it is, Matt. Okay, <laughs> spinning it positively. <laughs> well, we do have to before we you know really start looking forward to the next week. Have to consider the injuries because that was one thing of concern that did come out of this game. Um, one year Morris leaves with a concussion. He's in the the league's concussion protocol. Um, Jawan Taylor briefly left the game after he kind of got rolled up on the on his knee, it looked like, and he did come back in, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know that hey, sometimes when the adrenaline wears off and the tape comes off and everything, sometimes those things can swell. So, and it is a short turnaround. I mean, he doesn't have until Wednesday to recover, they're going to be back on the field on Tuesday for practice. So, we will see with those guys now. Conversely, I mean, the Chiefs may be getting Donovan Smith back, and maybe that was the plan all along for him to return for the postseason. But, um, yes, having getting Lucas Niang the experience, and like you mentioned, I mean, you know, hey, if you need Joe Tooney at left tackle in the postseason, he got some reps. Like I said, it might not have been a plan, but that's at least something that that worked out, and, and Andy Heck did do a lot of rotation on that offensive line that, if they do need to do some rotation. Um, Jalen Watson, Andy Reid did mention after the game, took a, a helmet to the calf, so that's worth monitoring as well. And and Justin Ross, even though I don't think he's going to be a big player as far as snap counts go in the, in the postseason, I don't think that's the plan, but um, he had the hamstring on him. We'll see how that develops. Those are the injuries to watch going forward this week. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Nick, you, you hey, you moved on from the Chargers, you know, a couple of series in. And we might as well move on to the Dolphins because that is what is coming up. And it is, it's, it's a quick one Saturday night on the Peacock network and, and proud as a Peacock KSHB 41. If you're in Kansas city, you'll be able to watch the game. Um, A team we know well, Nick, we know these Dolphins. Yeah. So um, yeah, no, yes, you will be able to watch the game locally. If you're in the Kansas city market, um, on KSHB 41. Again, I repeat, if you're in the Kansas City market, <laughs> you will be able to watch it on KSHB 41. Otherwise, you'll have to watch it on Peacock. And again, if you get KSHB 41 at your house right now, and you can watch it. That means that you're part of the local 
barometer of that. Yeah, the only the only the only place that's going to be on local TV are going to be in the the local markets for Miami and Kansas City. So if yeah. you are not in one of those two cities, um, yeah, you'll need to explore your options for <laughs> signing up for Peacock. Uh, I I don't know if they have free trials anymore. They used to, but you might just need a a, a quick quick uh, quick su- subscription or maybe hit the sports bar because else outside of Kansas City and Miami, that is the only way you're going to get to watch this game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you on that part, Matt. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about what we what we're expecting out of this because we did get to see the Dolphins on Sunday night the, in their loss to the Buffalo Bills. Um, to me, it, you know, that game was to me very similar to a couple of other games that we saw during the season. One was the first time that the, the Bills and Dolphins met. Um, the Bills have a pretty good game plan for how to deal with the Dolphins, and they they put it into action once again. They really shut down the Miami offense, especially in the second half. And it reminded me of what the Chiefs did, because the Chiefs did a lot of the same things that the Bills did the first time around, and the Chiefs also had one of the better defensive uh, outings against the Dolphins this year. This is a Dolphins team that uh, is kind of limping into the postseason, not just you know injury wise and and defensively, but now offensively. I mean, this was a this was a struggle for them tonight. Yeah, and um, and like you said, I think you said that perfectly because if you've been watching Hard Knocks on HBO Max, like Tua when he was throwing um, a couple weeks ago, I can't remember if it was the Cowboys game or another game, he smacked his hand on a helmet and it swelled up. And he was having some gripping issues with that. And so he had that, and he had the normal bumps and bruises that every quarterback has taken hits. And then obviously Tyreek's had the ankle injury for multiple weeks now and was even in that walking boot when he went to go check on his house while it was on fire or being the fire was being put out this past week. And, yeah, the, the amount of weight that he put on that ankle um, when he was landing against the Ravens, like that, that had uh, that had a lot of force to it. And I know he really struggled with that, the pass game. And look, Tyreek is such a unique individual in terms of how how that guy bounces back after he's had an injury for a week. Just what he, whatever he does to be able to perform at the level he still does and have that same level of speed that he does is actually pretty impressive. So I don't I don't know how he's done it, but that guy that guy can bounce back quicker than a lot of other players somehow can so props to him on that one but no i mean yeah tyree kills the he's the key to a lot of that offense and then you know this time around i don't believe i don't believe a was a part of the chief's last game in germany i think he was hurt at the time yep. so i mean that's that's a part that i that i'll be i'll be nervous about in terms of speed some of the screen passes and kind of getting him out in spacing against the chiefs linebackers i think that's going to be a really huge matchup and then we'll see we'll see where Jalen Waddle's at health wise. I think they were willing to keep him out this past week simply so that they had him for the playoffs because they knew they were going to get in the playoffs. Just didn't know where they're going to get in the playoffs at. So I mean, it's really unfortunate that they. Part of it is it's unfortunate that they lost the opportunity they did to host a home playoff game in the wild card round. Like you know, to go from a two seed to a six seed like that. That's you know that's. I know that's got to de- some of the players look deflated after the game about just what opportunity they had just lost. But then the other crazy part of it is had they won, they would have played the doll. They would have played the bills again in Miami the following week. So like, that's the, that's the weird thing is like the game an opportunity to kind of step back for a minute. But the thing that's crazy is 
if we look at it, say the Chiefs, if the Chiefs win and the Bills win, the Chiefs are going to Buffalo. Or, you know, we'll we'll see um on on that one. Because yeah, because the other thing is depending who wins uh Browns, Texans, because if the Steelers upset, I'm running through my head right now, and I apologize. But if the Steelers upset the Bills somehow. Then yeah, the Steelers will play the Ravens, and then the Chiefs will play the winner, the Texans Browns. So yep. that's going to be its own interesting thing. But yeah, no, I mean, the Chiefs right now, if if all the high seeds remain, the Chiefs' path to the Super Bowl goes through uh, the Miami at Arrowhead, then potentially on the road against Buffalo, then potentially on the road in Baltimore. That's that's quite the trifecta to have to face. And if the Browns get thrown in, then that makes two. That's you know whether they play them at Arrowhead or not. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother interesting thing where it'd be three potential AFC North teams and the Chiefs. <laughs> you know, so that, that that that's interesting. You got a lot of AFC East, a lot of AFC North. So that that's all going to be very intriguing. Yeah, I mean, if we're we're just talking about the favorites coming out of Wild Card Weekend, then yes, it would be the. Uh, the the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Browns, and in, in that scenario, the Browns go to Baltimore, and the Chiefs would go to Buffalo. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, conceivably, the the Chiefs, you know, path to an AFC Championship game would most likely be hosting Browns if they're able to knock off the Ravens. Um, that's probably some big assumptions because uh, the Browns did not fare well against the Ravens during the regular season. I mean, they had the, the Ravens handled them at least once, and the, the second time was a little, at least a little bit closer. But uh, I, I, we'll see what it, you know how it goes with Joe Flacco and everything like that. But I, I feel like that right now, at least those two teams are on on different levels. Chiefs and Bills, we know. I mean, they're they're I think two evenly matched teams, and obviously they were one penalty away from the chiefs being the two seed i mean that's how close these teams are i mean had the had had Kadarius tony not gotten flagged in that game and that touchdown had stood to the to kelsey to tony um chiefs are the two seed so you, you know what else is funny about that play and kelsey also would have had a thousand yard season there it is man <laughs> i was wondering if you thought about that too that play alone like potentially cost him another thousand yard season doesn't mean things wouldn't have been differently down the road and maybe he still doesn't get it so i don't you know i can't put all the eggs in that basket but with what we know and what has happened that was one of the plays that kept that sh- that ended that streak yeah, that's uh, you know when you start talking about the butterfly flapping its wings, Nick. That 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 butterfly that night was a big nasty moth. It wasn't the butterfly? It was a moth. Okay. Or was it? Or was it locust? <laughs> Might have been a locust. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, to me, watching these games over the weekend, you know, I, and this is something that. To me, I, I do have a concern about the Chiefs going forward, and I'm kind of curious about what your take on it is, because we have seen the Chiefs in their past playoff runs have at times come out flat in their first game. And this is going to be another example of, you know, the Chiefs are coming off a Week 18 game, which they essentially didn't play the starters, and it was just the backups, and they've got a lot of guys who did not play today, and they're going to be hosting a Dolphins team that is essentially is coming off a playoff game. I mean, that was a playoff game tonight in Miami between them and the Bills. As you mentioned, the Dolphins 
you know, hey, we're on the deflated end of it. So maybe that's a factor there. The Chiefs will at least have the one benefit of that this will not be a team that has more rest than they do, which would have been the case if the Steelers were coming in. They would have had a full extra day of rest for the Chiefs. Um, but just curious what how you feel about that. I mean, how important is it going to be for the Chiefs to get out to a quick start, especially against a team that, you know, is already in playoff mode? So there's three there's three parts to take in take into account for this one. It is gonna be cold at Arrowhead that night with what the with what the temperatures are projecting right now. Yes, it is. And you wanna know you wanna know what? Here's 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 the here's the reputation for the Dolphins. I'm not saying that this is the that this is gonna be the case that night because it's any given weekend. I'm just gonna call it weekend because it's gonna be on a Saturday instead of Sunday. Um but the Dolphins aren't exactly known for their toughness, especially against good teams and down the stretch. That's not what they've been known for this year. Doesn't mean they can't turn around in the playoffs, but that's not what they're known for right now. So you're coming out and potentially below 15 or 15 degree or lower weather. I'm not going to say below, but you know, lower than maybe 15 degrees outside. I don't know how the coaching staff for Miami is going to be able to prepare for that unless they put them inside the indoor practice facility and turn the AC to freezing. <laughs> um, that that may be the way they have to prepare them for that. So like that's just something that like for the Chiefs, the the best thing they can do is get physical, and I mean physical with them on defense quickly, physical with them in the Chiefs run game. And just go after them and then set that tempo because whenever you're out there and it's cold and you and there's hard hitting and everything, people feel that. People feel that in their bones, they feel that in their arms. There's there's some aching pretty quickly. So, like that's something mindset-wise, and Andy Reed and them go out and practice. The more they can be outdoors this week and have the guys used to that and ready for that and have that available to them, this is the week where they got to take advantage of that. Because I, because uh, you and I both know they got a day outdoors last week when it was cold, and I was very happy to see that. Because I'm like, hey, that's what you're going to face at Arrowhead, so might as well work in it if you can. And they did, so that was I was happy to see that part of it. So it's yeah, I'm telling you, like that, the cold's going to be a bigger factor than we realize, and oh, some of those hits too I may take in that cold weather. Oh boy, he, he's 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 not going to be a fan of that. And I'm trying to think, has Tua played? Because I know he didn't play in the playoff game last year when they lost to the Bills. I'm trying to remember if he played in one the previous season or not. I don't think. Because I think Miami, I think this is Tua's first time in playing in a playoff game himself. I believe you are right. And we'll look it up. I, I was looking at the weather in which the, the Dolphins have played this season. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that the coldest game they've played all year. Um, was back in November playing at the Jets when it was 48 degrees at kickoff. Um, they had a couple of games on the road at Washington and at Baltimore in December, but the, the games, the, those kickoff times were in the, the temperatures were in the 50s. Not going to be that way in Kansas City on Saturday night. Uh, it's going to be cold. Maybe there's a 25% chance of snow as well. So we'll see what happens. And you're right. I mean, um, 
the Chiefs will get an opportunity to work out instead of cold. I would imagine if the forecast comes through as expected, I would imagine that would be indoors on Tuesday mm-hmm. um, because that is going to be the nastiest day. But they should at least get an opportunity on Wednesday and or Thursday to, to get out. And, and whatever they get Friday uh, for game situation stuff. And for, for a walkthrough and everything. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, this is, this is not going to be uh, the Dolphins kind of weather. This is not going to be their jam nick and that's what you want this time of the year and you gotta and you gotta instill that in their mind early you gotta put that in their mind that it's cold outside you gotta make them miserable with that temperature and that is that is number one as lesson number one that you've got to do and the tempo you've got to set to really kind of get this party started (laughs) Matt. And that's why, I mean, I feel like it, uh, getting off to a quick start is going to be critical. And that's something that the Chiefs have, have struggled with at times in the postseason and their first playoff games after maybe having a layoff, whether it was been a, been a bye or whether it has been kind of taking it easy a little bit in, in the final week of the regular season. Um, they're not going to have that luxury. I mean, they, did, they need to come out hard hitting. And you're right. I mean, you know, this is an opportunity to take a warm weather team and make them miserable from the very beginning. And, you know, this Chiefs team, especially defensively, has that attitude. So that's why, I, I mean, I, I a lot's going to be on the offense. They're going to need to be the ones that really come through and uh, because the offense has obviously had some mistakes this season. They need to be able to play mistake-free football. But, my goodness, this, this Chiefs defense against the Dolphins' offense in the cold seems like a bit of a mismatch. Yeah, so the last time... The Dolphins were in this level of cold weather. Um, is back in 2017 when Alex Smith was still the quarterback a day before Christmas, and it was 23 degrees outside. So, I mean, most of the guys I'm looking through that roster right now, and pretty much, um, most of the yeah, none, almost none of those guys. Uh, Xavier Howard, Xavier Howard might be the only guy of them seeing here on the list that actually played in that game and the dolphins lost that one um 20 29 to 13 at at arrowhead stadium so yeah i'm just telling you man like that's gonna be the that's gonna be the toughest part i know but i i will be excited one i'm excited to watch hard knocks this week because i've been watching every week but i'm excited to see the prep they put in for this bills game and what happened in the bills game because for people that don't don't know hard knocks turns stuff within two days of the the game itself which is really impressive turnaround to get that done for the game being over tonight and the fact they'll have monday and part of tuesday before it airs tuesday night so i'm curious to see that one i'm sure a lot of chiefs fans are going to start watching now if they haven't already and then i'm really excited to regardless of what happens with the chiefs game i'm really excited to see the the end result of the work that the dolphins put in that week on the following tuesday after they played the chiefs because the Chiefs uh, Dolphins game in Germany, they didn't start it then. They started it after the bye week, so like I, you didn't get to see that week of prep and everything. And part of me kind of wonders if that wasn't on purpose because they thought they're going to play him again. I know I remember hearing that week after the game. You know, both teams thought they'd see each other again down the road in the playoffs and everything. But we all know one guy that's going to be used to the, the to that cold, and we know one guy that's going to be amped up for that game. And everybody's going to want to win for him, and that's going to be Tyreek Hill returning home to Kansas City. Or not necessarily, I mean, a home for a while. Wasn't a home forever. 
I'm curious. Yeah, what do you, what kind of reaction do you think that Tyreek is going to get in Kansas City? I think he's going to get booed. I think he's going to get booed for some of the things he said on his podcast. And he, yeah, I don't I don't think he's going to get the warm reception that he's hoping for. Had he not said some of the stuff on his podcast, I think he would have been fine. But he's just constantly talked about the Chiefs over the over the two year span since he left here. And so it'll it'll be interesting. I mean, Chiefs locker room is going to get asked about it all week, and you know, like that's you know, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. And and then of course, on top of it, you're going to have Melvin Ingram, um, who's going to be coming back to Kansas City. And then I, I there's another person, uh, I believe Emmanuel Ogba will yes. be coming back as well. So you get a couple couple Super Bowl champions returning to where they won their title or their ring. Not and not not, not to mention another fan favorite, Eli Apple, coming back to Kansas City. Yeah, I think people <laughs> forgot about that one pretty much. <laughs> that one I don't. Yeah, people may boo him if they hear his name or now. They, yeah, if they hear his name, they might boo him. But right, hey. but might just depend on how much trash talking he does this week to, to reacquaint himself with the Chiefs and their fans. Well, with him not being in Cincinnati, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if he still does or not. <laughs> he might be a little bit more chill. And especially since Tyreek's a, a teammate of his now, so we can't trash talk Tyreek anymore. Yeah, he's got to do it to the Chiefs wide receivers. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, yeah. there's only one Chiefs receiver that is on the active roster that played with Tyreek, right? And that would be McColl. I'm not missing anybody. I mean, Cornell Powell's on the practice squad. Right. So that t- room has been totally rebuilt. So it's not like we're going to be able to go to the wide receiver part of the room and uh, ask a lot of questions about Tyreek. But, um, you know, Patrick and, and the guys who've been around for a while certainly will. No, that's a, that's a great point because yeah, Spagnolo is going to get asked about him again. And uh, yeah, and then Dave Tove loves Tyreek as a returner. So Tove's going to end up having to talk about him. And yeah, the defense haven't played him this year. They'll get asked a lot of questions about him. And then Chris Jones will get asked some questions about him if he if he's at the podium, or what ends up happening in that regard. So yeah, no, I mean there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of uh, a lot of Tyreek Hill questions this week. That's for sure. There will, and but there I I can't see any trash talking coming out of the Chiefs. I mean, if for no other reason than one, I I I think that that Andy Reid's gonna clamp down on that once again to say, hey, let, you know, let's this is this is business. It's not personal, you know. So tighten it up. But the other thing is, is that Tyreek was well liked in that locker room. So the the people who are still on this team that he played with, there, there's no, I don't think any animosity there between them. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's much ill will at all. So I mean, the 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 one that could potentially be the one guy that you know could say something might be, oh, a Legarius Sneed or you know Willie Willie Gay sometimes has a little bit too much fun. But I can't say either one of them saying anything that's going to try and you know step on step on Tyreek's cape. No, I I think they'll lay low this week on anything about him other than him being a good player. So just so people know, whenever they're like, "What? Why don't you ask the hard, tough questions or everything?" Matt and I have been in the locker room enough over the years. We can ask it, but we still know what the response is going to be. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so I'm just I'm just telling you I'm just telling you in advance that. You, you know what what response is more than likely going to happen most of the time. 
Uh, yes, you can predict them, and I, I, I'm expecting nothing but a lot of uh, flowery comments about Tyreek this week. And honestly, I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I think a lot of it's going to be legitimate because this coaching staff and the players in that locker room have a lot of respect for him. So I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of trash talk. But um, what, what, what? what you, we, we talked a little bit about the Dolphin speed. What is, what is the, what's going to keep you up awake this week, Nick? <laughs> worrying about this game. Um, well, putting our, putting our shows together, road to Vegas this week, that'll, that'll keep me, that'll keep me busy. So making sure we put out the best chiefs content possible in KSHB 41 ahead of the game. That'll be on our air. Um, so there will be that, um, but that's a labor of love, Matt, a labor labor of of love. love. Um, so there's that part, but I mean, look, I mean the speed on the dolphins, I mean, it's not, it's, it's no joke on offense. It's just a matter of. The fact that Chiefs are facing the Dolphins a second time around is there stuff that Steve Spagnuolo is going to throw at him that he didn't in the first matchup that can kind of keep Tua guessing. Um, how how do they get physical with the with some of the receivers to kind of keep them in check? And then more than anything, like I said earlier, um, just that speed at running back against the Chiefs linebackers. How are they going to counter it? With uh, are they going to give Drew Tranquil the proper amount of snaps? So that he can help counter it with his speed that he has available, or are they going to put, or is Willie, how's Willie Gay going to be involved in that? Because um, if you're if you're getting Nick Bolton isolated against the speed they have a running back, that's that's already mismatch. And Leo Leo Chanel is going to do the best he can, but that's a mismatch as well. So that's that. Those are those are my number one concerns. That's where I'm going to be the most nervous. I mean, look, Tyreek Hill is going to make some plays. He's going to make some catches. That's going to be on either Snead or McDuffie or whoever to get physical with him and to make that happen. But look, I mean, I'm I'm expecting to see some guys look a little bit fresher this upcoming week than people realize just because of having to be able to be out there, having that rest that they did. I think that's going to do wonders for like a Legereus Snead, a Travis Kelsey, a Patrick Mahomes. I think they'll look a little bit sharper than what we're anticipating simply because of that. But the fact that Tyreek Hill's coming here and it's the Dolphins and all that type of stuff, like I, I'm personally expecting this team to be pretty amped up for it because they, like they're not getting, they're not getting somebody that you think is a slouch. Like they're, this is, this is where it's go time and we'll see if they turn it on. One guy that I know, I, I have no doubt my mind will be ready to be Rasheed Rice. It's just a matter of how long does it take him to acclimate to that speed and that intensity. Like that's, I think that's going to be for some of those rookies. I think that's going to be a little part of the puzzle that they won't know until they experience it may have an idea, but when it happens, they're going to be like, Oh, okay. (laughs) There is that. And, and, you know, and you mentioned Devon H chain earlier on. I mean, that's the one piece to me that is going to be the new piece that the chiefs didn't see the first time around that they are going to have to get adjusted to, because he does have a different, speed and a different element than Mostert does. And if they have Mostert back and they have Jalen Waddle back, I mean, you will be talking about the Dolphins maybe being back to somewhat full strength. But like you mentioned, I mean, they've. Uh, it's hard to believe that, that Tyreek that we saw tonight is going to be 100% next week, right? especially in the cold. You know, the, the Tua that we saw tonight being 100%. This is a banged-up Dolphins team, and the, the Chiefs are going to have to take advantage of that. They're going to have to worry about on their own side, too. I mean, you mentioned Rasheed Rice, and, of course, I'm just thinking about uh, the Texas kid in his first maybe zero-degree game. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how many games that he played in this weather in the Big 12. Uh, or not in the Big 12, but 
at TCU, um, SMU. Gosh, I can't even keep a track by. Yeah. It's been a long day, Nick. Long You're day. Good. You're good, sir. <laughs> it's week 18 in my mind, apparently. <laughs> but yeah. we shall see. Any, um, any. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what, what do you think the Chiefs need to do to be successful and come away with a win this week? I mean, my expectations for this team winning in the playoffs is really twofold. And I think that they can win if they do these two things. One of them is play defense the way that they've played defense all season. If this this team plays even just its, its average defensive effort, I think it can win. But the other thing it has to do is it has to treat that football like it is a precious baby because they cannot make the mistakes and the turnovers that they have made all season long in the playoffs because that is a recipe for disaster. If they lose the turnover battle, I'm not even sure if they can afford to to split it. I mean, I think they have to win the turnover battle the way that this team has just moved offensively. But if they lose the the turnover battle, I have no faith that this team can can win a postseason game. And so then my next point for you is what what are you – most concerned about headed into this game outside of the turnover part what are what has you personally nervous about boy i don't know if they're going to overcome this part in the playoffs i would say that to me it's especially against a team like the dolphins it's going to be playing run defense i mean that's the one area that this team i feel like has had some letdowns at times. I think that the pass defense that is absolutely not a problem. But if this team gives up a, a big play on the ground game, can they can they stop a team when you know it's the a team's trying to run out the clock at the in, this, in the fourth quarter? They're going to need to get off the field. They may have to get off the field at some point when a team's just trying to run the football on them. And those that's that's what we need to see this team do. To me, I mean, I need to see them make sure that they don't give up any big plays in the ground game. And I need to see them be able to to get off the field when necessary, when a team's trying to run out the clock. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, for, first and foremost is one, they, they're going to have to put, I mean, multiple efficient drives together. And like, I'm, I'm not just talking about one or two, like they did in, in Germany, like they've, they're going to have to figure out a way to at minimum score 24 points. I know that sounds weird to say, but like that has to be the goal mentally this week is this is what they have to get to just to have, just to get keep themselves in the ball game and go from there because part of it is you don't have Brian Cook you're likely not going to have Brian Cook this week to be able to return it 90 plus yards. Um it's going to be somebody else if that happens. Um and then like on on top of it like you're not going to have McKinnon and he's not going to be able to help you on some of those plays like he did in the, in the previous Germany game. So, like, this is the point where the wide receivers determine who comes back in 2024. The wide receivers are going to determine, like, who can step up in this moment. Is it McCole Hardman? Is is it going to be Rasheed Rice? Like, can Travis Kelsey be able to be a little bit more explosive now that he's had a week a week of rest and be able to kind of do what he needs to? Can, can Mahomes be just as sharp? And can he toe that line between when he needs to thread that needle for that play that maybe wins the game, just like the Steelers have a Deontay Johnson and Mason Rudolph, let that thing go for 70 yard touchdown that ended up winning them the game and got them into the playoffs. Or 
or the Chiefs wanting to play more conservative and Patrick stays on the conservative side so they can try to win by a couple extra field goals. The creativity on red zone office this week for the Chiefs has to be there in a way it has not been there all season. Like everything in short yardage has to be creative. Everything in red zone. And I'm not and I'm not talking like snap into the running back who tosses it back. I'm talking like get yourself in formations that you can create openings for a receiver to catch the ball or a running back. I don't care. But like this is it's safe this way. This is kitchen sink week. You at minimum need to get out of the wild card with a win for, for me to consider it like, you know, an okay season. And like I know they want to get to the Super Bowl and everything, but if you get bounced in the first round, there's going to be a lot of people ha ha and saying the Chiefs have fallen, and that's what you're going to have to hear all off season from that. They still may say that if the Chiefs don't get back to the Super Bowl, but if the Chiefs are able to take down the Dolphins and whatever happens after that point and get back to conference championship, then you know then other people, you know, they'll be like, oh, that's unfortunate loss in the conference championship, but. Yeah, no, it is, this is this is a week where they, they cannot mess around. You get to establish the tempo run game-wise. Like you said, hold on to the football. You cannot have turnovers against the Dolphins, and you need to treat that thing like it like it depends on your employment. And then on top of that, um, defensively, they got to figure out a way to force some turnovers. They got to get that ball away from Tua or whoever the ball carrier is, punch that ball out. Like they did against the Chargers and Easton Stick earlier, and turn that into a touchdown. Like they they can, they've got to set the tempo. They got to create the force against the Dolphins, and they've got to do some things even more intently than they did in Germany to rattle Tua. Because when Tua's in rhythm, he can make some of those throws off his first and second read. Chiefs did a really good job taking him out of his rhythm in Germany, but then on top of it, they also did a good job of getting them in third and medium and third and longs. Like those, those are the keys of what the Chiefs are gonna have to do, and those linebackers got to figure out a way to be able to cover in space. So against the running backs. So yeah, those are those are my things, and like, I I hope the Chiefs are able to run on them. I hope the Chiefs lean on them, and I I hope the Chiefs get physical with them. But more than anything else, I think it's gonna come down to can the Chiefs defense force a couple turnovers, and can the Chiefs offense in the red zone punch those in for seven instead of three at least four times. I know that sounds crazy to say, but I just, I think that's the reality of where you're going to have to, that's what you're going to have to do to come away with the victory. Yeah. This can't be a game where the offense doesn't get into the end zone. It can't be a game where they settle for field goals. They absolutely have to convert in the red zone. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, if you told me at the, at the, after this game, you were going to tell me that, Hey, Trip McDuffie forced a turnover and Patrick Mahomes did not turn the ball over at all. I'm going to assume the Chiefs are winning this game. Hope so. All I know is if I'm in front of that team, it's statement week now. The entire world is watching. The entire world doesn't believe in you. A lot of the whole league doesn't believe in you. And nobody thinks that you can make it back to the Super Bowl. Nobody thinks that you are the defending champions. They've already written you off nationally this year. And some people may have written you just off in general. So now's the time where you decide if you're going to shut some people up and you're going to do what needs to be done to take back and maintain the crown that you're currently wearing on your head from being the defending champions, or are you going to prove them right? And all that hard work that you put in in the offseason, all that stuff that you did to try to reach this moment, are you going to make it worth it? 
Are you going to make it for not? And something that eats at you in the offseason and something you've got to deal with, just like that Colts running back, Goodson and Gardner Minshew are going to have to deal with where they got themselves bounced from the playoffs because they dropped that pass on fourth and one. Or the Jacksonville Jaguars that went into pure tailspin and lost six, I believe it was six, five or six games, I think it was six games from their bye week in early November until then and basically lost their way out of the playoffs. So I just I think that that's the question that each player's got to ask themselves this week and uh, it's it's going to be interesting. Like this is this is it. This is what you've been doing this whole year for for this moment. So are you going to turn on that switch and not look back and not look in the rearview mirror and make the statement that you need to make or are you going to prove people right in a bad way? <laughs> Well, and when you frame it that way, I can safely say from from covering this guy since the beginning of his NFL career, that is usually when you have just portrayed a situation where Patrick Mahomes goes into the phone booth and comes out as Superman. So we will see which Patrick Mahomes we get in the playoffs this week. This week, and I'll say this: Patrick Mahomes ain't the guy that I'm that I'm nervous about. It's some of the supporting cast are they willing to put their tuxedo T-shirts on? Or they will, you know, and show that they're formal and they're here to they're here to handle some business, try to win another Lombardi and Super Bowl ring, or are they just they just along for the ride until until they tell them that this is their stop that they get off at? <laughs> well, it's time to stand on business, Nick. Is that the phrase these days? If that's what feels right in your heart, Matt, you go for <laughs> it, sir. <laughs> Well, we've got both of us have will have a busy week of bringing you Chiefs news through, yeah. throughout this week because, uh, like we mentioned, because of the short week, team will be added on Tuesday. Um, I will be having my Q and A live on on uh, YouTube on Tuesday night, so you can catch it there. We'll be talking about some of the things that we learned on Tuesday, and then the Chiefs will be having their media periods Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then they'll be quiet for the most part on Friday. That's when they'll make their transactions for if there's any practice squad elevations, anything of that nature coming up, and then game time on Saturday. So a busy week for us, Nick, because you also got those pregame and postgame shows for the Chiefs on KSHB 41 on Saturday. Um, I know uh, starting Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we have road to – Road to Vegas, six forty-five to, to seven. Underway Friday, uh, six thirty to seven on KCP forty-one. We'll we'll be doing another road to Vegas, and then um, we'll we'll have announcements on what's going to happen Saturday later later on. We have got but a lot of excitement for you. You will week. be able to see the Chiefs versus Dolphins game on TV locally if you're in the Kansas City market. <laughs> That's right. Do not forget that. All right. Any other parting words, Nick? You will be able to see the Chiefs and Dolphins game locally <laughs> on KSHB 41. I think we need a graphic or something that says that. So I got it on Twitter, man. I'm putting it everywhere right now. There you go. Things went sideways real quick on the social medias. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you once again joining us. Uh, appreciate everybody's all the kind words everybody's been sharing with us, too. Uh, if you can follow, subscribe, like, do all that stuff to help people discover the podcast, we truly appreciate it. For myself and Nick Jacobs. I bid you adieu, Matt. <laughs> 
Have a great week, everybody, and we will keep coming back at you after Chiefs and Dolphins next Saturday. You've been listening to 41 is the Mike, presented by KSHB 41, your home of the Chiefs and Chiefs Digest.